You know, I'm continually floored by just how much I do not know. For example, Tim Van Sant continuously reminds me that I know nothing about pop culture, TV, movies, or cool music. I popped the hood of my car a few days ago and realized that I only know two things about what's going on under there. The rest of it, total mystery. And don't even get me started on outer space. Some kids dive into that unit on space in sixth grade and find themselves so in awe that they are determined to be astronauts one day. Not me. Nope. It's too much. My mind can't comprehend it, so I actively try not to think about what's going out there in space. It's too big of a mystery, too complex. It was precisely that point that drove me nuts in seminary, the mystery of God, rather the people who claim to have figured out the mystery of God. The entry-level theology course we all had to take our first year was entitled Systematic Theology. Even the title makes my blood boil a little bit. Theology is anything but systematic. It's alive and moving, just like our faith and the Holy Spirit is. Now, we did read a few theologians that were like a little bit less abrasive about their holier and smarter-than-thou-ness, as well as some pretty diverse voices. But for the most part, we'd read these books that were basically just treatises on why this old white guy's understanding of God is more correct than this other old white guy's understanding of God. We'd read these books that were written in a rebuttal style to another theologian we read, and then we were asked to break out into our precepts. That is just a fancy word for small group where we were graded on our conversations with one another about who did it best, who argued better that they have grasped the mystery of God correctly. If you were considering going to seminary, I'm sorry uh, for just destroying your fantasy in one foul swoop. But isn't that wild? I had a hard time engaging with theologians who claim to have figured out God figured out how God works in the world. And don't get me wrong, it is very important to at least try. Try and explain what we have seen and experienced. But the most important part is to not think that we've nailed it. We must always approach the divine as a mystery with the most sincere humility and, of course, with wonder. You know, that's my approach to reading scripture as well. All last month in Advent during Bible study on Wednesday nights, you heard Pastor Sarah, Tim, and I reminding us all how when we read scripture that is super familiar, like the Nativity story or our story for today, we so often lose our wondering lens. We think we know what it means since we know what happens. Losing that sense of wonder is like putting on spiritual horse blinders. We're bound to miss it when we only look for God where we think God's most likely to show up. Did you know that the Magi, those wise ones, were actually scientists? 
Christian tradition holds that the Magi were kings, and there's beautiful imagery and meaning behind that tale. But a more precise description is that they belonged to the priestly caste of Zoroastrianism, which paid particular attention to the stars. Practicers of Zoroastrianism gained an international reputation for astrology, which at the time was highly regarded as science. The Magi were scientists of space and stars. Anyone who spends a decent amount of time looking up into space and studying the stars, not me, but other people who do that, notice patterns and inconsistencies. It's no surprise that these folks recognized something new and went in pursuit. So people took their wisdom seriously. I mean, clearly, God took their knowledge and wisdom seriously. You see, how amazing is it that God is so determined to proclaim the good news of great joy for all the people that God reaches beyond the shepherds who were kind of towards the bottom of the barrel all the way up to the wise ones at the top. God reaches beyond the fields in that region all the way to the east. God reached beyond those people who were understandably scared out of their minds by the glory of God to those who observed the glorious star and faithfully, persistently, and methodically followed it all the way to the real king, Jesus. The wise ones from the East were scientists who practiced other religions, and God used their faith and knowledge to reveal the good news to the world. If we were only looking for God in the most likely of places, it wouldn't have been in a food trough, not through lowly shepherds, probably not a scientist, maybe not someone practicing a whole other religion, and probably not a star. It's right around this time each year that I am humbled by the realization that I probably would have missed it. Maybe you all would have too. Have you ever heard of a star word? In many churches on Epiphany, star words are giving out, given out to the congregation. Since Epiphany usually falls right at the beginning of the new year, it's kind of like a spiritual intention for the new year. A New Year's resolution type thing that are given out at random. For a long time, since I was young, I would save my star words in the front cover of my Bible. I didn't pay too much attention to them until I was an adult, though. Except for January of 2021. I was given the word silence. And let me tell you, I was not happy about that. I was living alone in the middle of a pandemic in Iowa. There was plenty of silence. I wasn't really looking to add any more. And I'm me. I think you all know me well enough by now to know that silence really isn't my cup of tea. It's not my jam to begin with. So not January 2021. Well, the last church I served in Des Moines kept me on their mailing list, so I received a star word last year, and I probably will again this year. Last year, I received the word evangelism. Now calm down, everyone. It's not a bad word. I popped that baby up on my fridge, and yeah, sometimes I do ponder it. 
I found great meaning from that word this last year. But it wasn't until I reread this scripture in preparation for today that I realized I had been approaching these words all wrong for all these years. I was approaching it like a New Year's resolution, something I needed to add to my life, to figure out, to work at. I needed to use this word as a spiritual intention to set my mind and heart to figure out and be better at. Heck, I even preached about this on Epiphany Sunday in 2021. That sermon was all about being in constant pursuit of Epiphany, continually seeking the manifestation of God in our lives. I preached about how all of us could be using the Magi as an example, being more like these ancient scientists. So first, I urged the congregation to get to work. I said, study our history, our past, our sacred texts, the Bible. We need to know what we're looking for. And we've been given this book of all these people who have experienced God at work and are trying to describe it for us. Maybe if we spend more time studying and talking about scripture together, we'd be more likely to spot God in similar ways right now. Then I urged the congregation to take their noses out of the books, out of the sand, out of our societal norms, out of that which consumes us for long enough to spot God and recognize the spirit at work in our lives, wherever that may be. Next, I reminded them that they had to take a leap of faith to seek confirmation that what they think is happening really is, to take the chance to be proven right. This was my favorite point. When you really get to know people and trust them, it opens the door for sharing about some of those holy experiences that are so precious to us, but we think might be taken by others as too far out there or a little woo-woo. And then we find out we're in good company. Lastly, this one was kind of touchy. I said, in order to keep seeking epiphany, to keep our eyes open to witnessing the manifestation of God, you got to be willing to ask for directions. While the Magi's first attempt went pretty poorly, King Herod was not really the person to ask. It ended up being okay because God created us to be in community, and it's important to have companionship in the seeking. Now, when I said I got it all wrong, I'm not saying that we should throw all of that out the window. It was a fine sermon, okay? What I'm saying is that I am so glad that the Spirit keeps speaking to us through scriptures that we have read or heard a million times offering us new insight, a new way of looking at the world, and a new way of understanding the mystery of God. I realized that these star words, spiritual intentions, are not meant to be a task on our list, something to achieve in order to be better Christians or more spiritual this year. How audacious are we for thinking that seeking God at work in our lives is all about us and the work that we put into it? No, it's all about grace. And grace has nothing to do with how hard we try and everything to do with the greatest mystery of all, God's never-ending, 
unconditional love for the world, the whole world. While the Magi did put in some work, it all began with a star that sparked wonder in their hearts and minds, shepherding them towards God's love in the form of the Christ child. That's what the star is all about, guiding us, illuminating the path for us towards God's love. I wonder if maybe, just maybe, we could stop trying so hard and let God do what God does best. Show up. Our Sunday school classrooms pretty often use Jerome Berryman's godly play curriculum for ages three, four, and five. In this curriculum, teachers encourage children to crawl inside their imagination and intuition. In a quiet, simple space, children are invited to sit on the floor and gather around a storyteller. With simple, concrete objects, sand, wooden figures, props, the storyteller slowly tells the story from the Bible. The star, the camels, some wise ones, a scary Herod, a simple home, a mother, father, a baby. No theology, no interpretation, no doctrine, just the story. And then the storyteller begins to wonder. I wonder, what did Mary do when the wise ones showed up? I wonder how the wise ones changed. I wonder, how did God feel when Jesus was born? You all have heard this story too, so I wonder. I wonder where you see God at work right now. I wonder what God's gonna do next. I wonder what it might be like when you realize it. I wonder what it might feel like. I wonder. Amen.